Hi, we're Jared and Amanda with After Homeschool, where we help homeschoolers learn about career fields in STEM and beyond. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of After Homeschool. So, um, in our last episode, we had a great interview with Delaine McCune, um, who has a long history of uh, engineering work, and uh, she had a really had a really great podcast with her, learning about um, mechanical and uh, nuclear engineering and teaching and everything. Um, so this time we wanted to, instead of doing an, an interview next, we wanted to talk about kind of one of the things fundamental that people who are going into a STEM career need to know. They'd be better off if they knew now to really help them get a leg up. And that is uh, the importance of having good experience to go on a resume from an early age. And so uh, what the heck is a resume? Or you might also hear the term curriculum vitae or CV typically. So usually hear resume or CV. CV is usually more for people who are academics and have a lot more items they're going to put on there, like uh, published papers and things like that. So we'll really just focus on on resumes, but you might hear CV. So, um, so what is a resume? A resume is kind of a detail of your professional experience that would be relevant to an employer or anyone who wants to deal with you professionally. Um, and so things that would go on there, so say after you graduate from college, you know, and getting ready to go try to get a job, you would have your, the school you went to, your education, what your degree was, typically what your grade point average was, what kind of clubs you were involved in, what um, volunteer experience you had, anything like that um, that's really relevant. Um, the problem is, so say you're a high school student, um, you know, you don't have a college degree to put on a resume, um, but you might still need a resume to get, you know, to get entry-level jobs, you know, even at like Chick-fil-A, say, or some other place, or a computer repair shop or anything like that. It's still good to have a resume to show what your experience is, but a lot of people, you know, when they're younger, like 17, 18, they don't have really anything in mind to put on there, so Amanda and I wanted to take a little time here and just give you some ideas of things that you should be putting on a resume or ideas of things you can do, activities you should get involved in now to, to help build up kind of a professional image for yourself that you could put on a resume or on a LinkedIn page, and I think we'll do another podcast about LinkedIn later. Um, so Amanda, what are your, some, some of your ideas? So the biggest thing with a resume is you want to try to bridge yourself between where you are and where you want to be. And so the whole you know concept behind this podcast is to try to get you there. And so if you have a general idea of, you know, say you want to pursue engineering, then you should have engineering-related things on your resume. And I know that sounds like so far above, like, where you're at, but you can get really creative and start to add things that will. The biggest thing, right, is whoever is reading your resume, you want it to have the feel that you want it to project. So, like, say you want to go into a technical field, you should start catering your resume to be have a technical feel to it so um you can so i'll i'll uh, touch on a few things and then uh allow jared to as well uh so one thing you can do right uh is find a hobby so something you really enjoy that's related to the field you want to get into for one uh you'll learn a lot of insight into that field and so you'll get a really good feel on whether or not you want to spend your life doing that particular work so, for instance, right, say you're really into robotics, you can pick up programming, and you can actually list whatever language you learn to program with 
on your resume as a skill. Uh, say you get into some type of league with robotics, right? That league now you're a member of, you can put that on your resume. Uh, so um, you can you can list hobbies. It's best to list that as a skill. Like it's good to find a, especially if you're going into one of these technical fields, if you can add as many skills as possible. So even with robotics, for instance, right, you have coding involved. If you're going to be building physical robots, you can actually do some CAD. Maybe you might do AutoCAD or uh, Fusion 360, which is a free program. We'll probably talk about that on a later episode. Um, so if you're into CAD, check that out. Um, so really try to find technical things that you can get involved in. For one, if uh, say you want to get into uh, a nice school, schools like to see that you have things like it, it looks better, right, if you are interested in the things that uh, you're applying for. So if you want to get into mechanical engineering and the admissions, uh, whoever is in charge of admissions, right, the, the people that tell you whether you can get into a school or not, they're going to look at your resume and say, oh, you know, the student looks like they're really excited in this field. And they've actually proven themselves because they have these particular things listed on there. And the, the, like, the more out there, the better. Yeah, it doesn't have to, it might not obviously be related to, to what you're wanting to do. And so it's good to also kind of show that you're a well-rounded person. You know, one looks like a strict academic on a resume, you know, and just talking about education and, and volunteer work. But like if you're really into, you know, riding bicycles or doing mountain bike races or something, you could put, you know, three years of experience participating in the, I don't know, like North Texas Bicycle Racing Association, something like that, that shows that you're really committed and interested in, and really pursuing a hobby and taking it seriously and, you know, shows that you're a well-rounded person. And that, I think that's really important. And then you never know, the person who's reading your resume might also be into something similar and they think it's really interesting. It's something you can have a great discussion about during an interview and build a good relationship and, you know, be surprised how, how important those kinds of discussions and, and relationships are and, and getting you ahead with, you know, with jobs or whatever you're trying to get into. So we're going to talk in a later podcast about an internship. And I'm just going to briefly talk about what it is. So an internship is work that you can go and you can actually work in a field. So say you want to go for engineering. You can work as an engineering intern where you actually do some real engineering work in that job and they pay you very well. So there's a lot of degrees out there that have internships that do not pay, and, but in STEM you it is very rare that you don't get paid. And yeah, yeah. The, you know, again, we'll do a podcast on this, and and, it, and these might not be put. These might be kind of hard to find, and so don't be afraid to to kind of hunt these out and call local companies. Say, I'm a 16 year old looking to learn about X Y Z. Do you have any positions available? And you know, they might come up with something if they know. You know so, and it might be just kind of grunt work. They need a lot of filing done or something. But at least you get to hang around engineers, you know, and get to know them and kind of know the culture. So. At any rate. So uh, that's like one of the importance of having a resume. So if you can present that to a company, uh, you have a greater chance of being able to get an internship. There's a few things on the resume that you should try to polish up, like your email. Make sure, you know, your email is professional. Because when you go to like a email hosting site, you know, Gmail or whatnot, you can put whatever name you want. So make sure that the name sounds... Um, Relatively professional. Yeah, like first name, last name at gmail.com is fine, but don't do like 
you know, rocket man, skateboarder, whatever, you know, something like that doesn't sound very professional. So if you don't have a professional sounding email, it'll go ahead and make one, you know, they're free anyways, and then just check it. Make sure you check it to see if you get any emails, obviously. Um, and definitely put that you're homeschooled. That's something that's unique, that's, that's worth advertising. And then, you know, being homeschooled, you've probably learned things that a lot of public schoolers haven't. So, you know, anything relevant, I would list on there. So say you did a really interesting long unit study on something uh, like if you robotics or botany and you, you spent, you know, a summer studying birds, you know, something like that, even though it sounds like someone might not be interested, it's definitely something that makes you unique. And, you know, even those kinds of things I would put on there. And you don't have to just go out on a blank sheet of paper and just start writing out a resume. There's tons of free templates out there to help you write these things. So uh, just Google resume templates for high schoolers. And then I'm sure there's tons of stuff there that you can find on Google to download and kind of fill in your information, but don't necessarily take the format they have is, is what it has to be. You're, you're welcome to, to kind of reformat it to tailor your personality and the way you think it should look. Um, a lot of people put photographs. I think that's cheesy, but a lot of people think it's appropriate and kind of making them look graphically appealing. And um, it's very important to make sure there's no no spelling errors or grammatical errors on a resume because if you're trying to get a job, you don't want to you don't want the first impression, the first professional impression of you to be that you you, know, you can't spell or something. You know, even if you can't spell, you know, make sure that you don't have spelling errors on your resume. Get someone to proofread it. Definitely, at least at least one or two people to make sure there's nothing wrong. Um, one of the biggest tips I used to give my students when they wrote their resumes is if the person that you've given your resume to has to work to read through your resume, they won't. And so you want to keep everything really brief, really clean. The format should be, your eyes should be able to follow it really easily. So nothing really muddy. Um, whenever you read something, it should be just really like, uh, crisp and clear uh, straightforward, just really fast, and keep it down to one page. Definitely not a novel. Yeah, so as you get further along in your career, it can be challenging to keep it to one page, but it's really important because a hiring manager typically has a stack of resumes to look at, and so if it's more than one page, it's going to be annoying to them, and they'll, they're just going to read the, the top of it anyways, and it'll either get a deeper look or go in the trash bin. So, you know, don't don't worry about being extremely detailed. Just put the high points on there and, you know, be able to talk about them if you get an interview. Something that also gives it a really good presentation if you're handing a physical piece of paper to somebody is using heavier weight paper. So you can use 28 or 32-pound paper. There's also professional paper. I definitely don't go with a weird color. Like, just leave it white. Maybe a slight off-white would be appropriate but any other color just makes it look strange uh, in my opinion and then um, they have like this textured resume paper like it specifically says resume paper when someone feels it it's kind of like getting like a warm hug a warm professional hug Mm -hmm. so it it just like there's some ways that you can really stand out from the crowd and if you're going to be mailing your resume it's best to not put it in a normal envelope you should put it in an envelope that envelope that's in you know eight and a half by 11 to where you don't want to fold your resume it wants to be uh, a really professional representation of you so it might sound silly but it's you don't want to fold it it should appear to them you know uncreased you know just like you wouldn't go to a resume wearing jeans and a wrinkled shirt they're sorry it's just like, like you wouldn't go to an interview wearing jeans and a wrinkled shirt you shouldn't give a resume that's wrinkled so if you're mailing it keep that in mind and if you're going to email it to them um save it as a pdf 
and send it as a PDF. You know, when you have it in Word, editing it, just put save as, and the type is PDF. That way they can't edit it. Not that they ever would, but you never know. It just it just looks better that you put the thought into it to save it as a PDF. I've gotten resumes sent to me before where they're in Word. I'm like, come on, you couldn't save it as a PDF. And then a lot of times they wrote it in a different version of Word, and so the formatting got messed up, and now it's two pages, and only like a bullet bleeds over to the second page, and it just looks really really unprofessional and I just kind of ignore that and ignore those resumes so when you attach your resume to make sure that the name is appropriate um you could put your first and last name and resume your last name and resume just make sure it sounds really professional um remember that your resume I mean a lot of times you don't we've moved it moved away from a culture that is face-to-face and so a lot of times your resume is, is essentially your only chance of introducing yourself. So make sure that you, you know, do your best job at presenting yourself the way that you wish to be seen as. Yeah. So again, just kind of recapping, you know, those are kind of some of the tips on how to have a professional looking resume. Um, But just kind of try to think outside the box. Things that you, hobbies that you've had might not sound professionally relevant, but they may very well be. So Put those in there under like a, a skills section. Typically, you know, I would have like education, work experience, and then skills, kind of the format for my resume. And so I had dirt biking experience. So I had seven years of racing in the Texas State Championship Enduro Circuit. Um, and so you might have something similar uh, with whatever you're into. And then definitely put that you're homeschooled. Once you get to the college level, it's, it's not normal typically to include high school on there. But at your point, you know, before you go to college, you know, obviously you need to have your high school on there. And then um, any relevant coursework that you've done that kind of stands out and that sets you apart is really important. So, And then volunteer work. You know, it might seem unethical to put – volunteer work on a resume I know you don't do it for the purpose of getting um, getting recognition for it but again it shows that you're a well-rounded person and that you're committed to something bigger than yourself and that goes a long way and it really makes uh, it it makes you kind of stand out as someone who cares so I think that's important Um, I think that about covers it so oh the fonts make sure your font is consistent throughout it do not change your font um, I mean, other than that, have fun with it, you know, think outside of the box. People really like to see, you know, resumes can be creative, you know, to a certain extent. Um, you don't want to be too noisy to where, you know, like, again, that someone has to work to read your resume. But really, your resume should resonate who you are. So don't definitely don't take out, you know, you as an individual. It should it shouldn't be too dry to where, um I mean, if you're a dry person and you have a dry resume, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably true. So. Okay, well, I think that's it for today. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions or comments, leave them in the comment section. And we appreciate your time listening with us. Thank you for joining us today. This podcast is sponsored by Blue Barrel Scientific a curriculum company that helps homeschoolers discover their career field one experiment at a time.